Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This year, Leaving Certificate students have new choices via the CAO. Whether you're going straight into the world of work or exploring routes to third level, further education and training and apprenticeships offer you flexible, hands-on learning opportunities. The future is full of possibilities. Whatever your ambition, further education and training and apprenticeships can help take you there. Your future is what you make it. Learn more at cao.ie forward slash options. This is an initiative of the Government of Ireland. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Blood and Mud Hi. podcast. Hi. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right, yeah. This is the, the, pod, this is the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, that thinks it needs might need to invest in a Southwester jacket. Yeah, well, I think I might need to invest in an ARC, if I'm honest. I'll tell you what, it's, it's getting that way, isn't it? <laughs> it's fucking... It's wet out there. Which That's animals would you take in two by two into, into as they would say in Lancashire, into the ARC? I mean, I've got to be honest, it just seems like a bad idea, this whole animals in big boat for extended 40 days and 40 nights thing. Like, you take a couple of cats for ratting purposes and pest control. I mean, and then, just the bare fucking minimum beyond that, you know. Well, yeah, because well, what I will say about Noah is I hope he took a fucking shovel with him well, yeah. When he went on the ark, because I'm sure it just—I'm sure it all just went overboard. But like, somebody still got a shovel that shit. Literally. Well, you know, marigolds weren't a thing then, were they? No. So you know, you won't find—you know—you're running through your fingers and all sorts. Was shovels even a thing? I don't know. When? When did? When did humanity invent the shovel? Yeah, well, they not just using fuck. like a big bowl up until that point. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look, obviously. So, why we aren't, yeah, while you, you introduce the podcast, I'm welcome to the Blood and Mud podcast invented. about rugby, which you've already started talking about when the shovel was invented. Um, yeah, I must have told, I must have told you this before about my son when uh, the cat was going to the vets to be done, our lady cat, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. said that the, the cat was going when he was a little bit, you know, little, little one, 
he said mm. that, that Millie was going to the vets to have um, the shovel operation because <laughs> he he heard that it was she was being spayed but got confused in his tiny little mind. I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, spades, but uh, shovels, by the way, uh, in the Neolithic age, uh, large animal scapulas were often used as crude shovels or spades. Well, I don't think that counts. Uh, the later invention of purpose built shovels was a groundbreaking development. I see what they've done there, those Wikipedia people. Basically. <laughs> uh, manual shoveling in com- combination with picking was the chief means of excavation and construction until mechanism. But when was it invented, you dick? Oh, see, let's move on. I've got a pickaxe. Anyway. It's my it's one of my favourite tools. A pickaxe. You can get through a a fair bit with a pickaxe. People a fuck about stuff. digging like soil and that with a spade. I'm telling you, just launch your pickaxe a, into it a few times. Right there, right there with you. Actually, it's as a groundbreaking tool, just fantastic stuff. It is. Now, hello, I'm Lee. Hi, you are. Nice to see you all. And over there is. I'm Josh. You knew that already. Josh is pick if you're watching on the live stream, which some of you lovely patrons are and do, and welcome, and we love you. You will see mm-hmm. that Josh is he's a little bit jerky. He's got a bit of like an '80s digital effect. Yeah, we don't know. Going on. We don't know what this is. We don't know why, it, and he keep, he keeps randomly going on mute. So we have to keep yeah. an eye on that as well. Which, so, which frankly, some people who listen to this podcast would dramatically prefer happens a lot of time. But we'll try and keep it to a minimum for the rest of you. Oh, here we are. We, Josh, what have you been up to other than trying to discover when the spade was invented? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I've had serious uh, mini digger envy this weekend. Have um, you? Chap opposite is uh, getting his drive redone, which I level with you. I like a drive as much as the next man, right? But there is no force on this earth that could compel me to spend whatever it costs to have your entire drive dug up and then flattened and then relayed with a different colour of brick. Block like, paving then they're going for, are they? Yeah, yeah, they, they've gone for... They, they replaced the sort of classic red brick block paving like what everybody else mm-hmm. on the street has got and they've replaced it with a sort of uh, a sort of slate grey colour brick paving. I mean, it looks very See, I'm, nice. I'm fascinated as to why they needed the excavator, given that the subfloor must surely be sound. Are they having a completely new um, subfloor I think what they well? were doing, there was also a slight, uh, was, there was a bed to one half of the drive that I think they've excavated and flattened, but it did necessitate a day of a mini digger, which I was quite jealous of. One ton or two ton digger? Uh, quite a big one, one tonner. They didn't need, obviously, front of the house, they don't need to. Did it have an all glass enclosure or not? It didn't. It did have an all glass enclosure. That's a two ton digger. Oh, it's a two tonner, is it? Oh, oh yeah. Definitely. I didn't go for that because it wouldn't have got through me back. This is the thing. Because he was just doing because he was just doing it in his front. He could have had any, any size digger he wanted. Oh, tell you what, I'd have gone the full. I'd have gone like a massive one for no reason. Exactly. One scoop with the shovel, the entire drive's up. <laughs> done. You take yeah. this away now, mate. Yeah, done. <laughs> what does it cost to hire it for seven minutes? Including the time it takes to get it off the lorry. Kerry Jones says, strange enough, I've just also had slate grey block paving drive laid at my house. This is when we find out that Kerry lives opposite me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, do you live just off a certain part of the ring road in Bristol, Kerry? Oh, just punch my microphone. Okay, now. um, On the street that I live, there's basically Mm -hmm. block paving is like spreading like a virus. Oh, really? All being done by the same company. Another company leaves a pallet outside with a name on afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you what, they're not messing around. 
there's a there's a couple that comes a couple of blokes right that come in a van i say once every three weeks and they've obviously not got a great head for faces because they've tried this line on me i'd say four times now (laughs) (laughs) where they go uh they pull up in a in their van and wind the window down and go excuse me mate we've just been uh power washing and sealing your uh, neighbor around the corner's drive and we've got a little bit of the sealant left over and if you know if you want we can do yours for a cut price deal and the first time i did it i went you seem dodgy no (laughs) (laughs) but but then that that opinion has not improved the three or four times since where they've come outside my house and gone Excuse me, mate. We've been around the corner doing uh, your mate, and maybe, maybe I'm I'm just being bad. Maybe they've they got somebody else, and they went and did their drive, and then they've got some left over. And every time they've just got some left over. But I think probably it's a line and a load of bullshit. Probably. Kerry's just come back on. I won't post it, but he said exactly the company I expected to have done his drive <laughs> is who has done his drive, because <laughs> obviously we're from I mean... a similar part of the world, so. I don't know who this company are, but they sound like a company what does <laughs> what would do driveways. Yes. Yeah. And uh, speaking of things being left over, I must have told you the story that back in the day when I was a union rep, I had to represent an entire tarmacking gang who worked for <laughs> a local authority who had um, gone and used the leftover tarmac to tarmac one of the blokes on the van's drive. And one of their neighbours reported it to the council, but that's what was happening. I because mean, obviously, I mean, it's not exactly a crime of a century to turn up with the name of the council really blazoned across the van, is it? <laughs> but also, who the fuck? I mean, I know they're misappropriating council funds and property, and fuck, who the f- in the grand scheme of relatively victimless crimes, come on. Who's well, that was the line I went that? with. That was it the was line I went with. For that. Yeah. And they, and, they, and they all got sacked. So, yeah, you know, well. I did my best. It was only going to get <laughs> yeah. wasted anyway. It, was, it was gonna, wasn't yeah. going to be used. You know, they, they, they genuinely made, you know, they made a point about three public sector, public money paid workers arsing around for two hours on a private job for free, which seemed like a reasonable argument that I didn't have much pushback on. I so mean, I've, yeah. In terms of the facts of the case are very hard to argue <laughs> I would say you could do a sort of, you know, US courtroom drama style <laughs> appeal to the appeal to the conscience and personality of the jury. But other than that, I think you probably beyond that. I was looking at did they file the paperwork on time? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the, no, that was a real hail mary. I was a, going for it's a real fucking yeah. Uh, right. Oh. So we are. Uh, so yeah. Sorry, that was your weekend. You got so you got digger envy. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, it was fucking absolutely wretched outside of the weekend, so I didn't do a lot else. I went to the tip in the pissing rain, uh, and that was about it. I've had had sky glass put in. Oh! Because this is how bored I am, do you know what I mean? Just sitting at home all the time. I was like, I might as well just get a fucking telly with sky in it. Yeah, yeah. I I level with you. I thought it was a silly idea, and then I looked into it, and I was like, well, that does sound quite good, actually. Well, to be honest, it's a way of buying a decent telly and soundbar. For I'm not paid to advertise this, but basically, it's like having a mobile phone. However, if it's Sky like, does want to sponsor us and give we, us more, we tellies, see bang on brand for them. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, um, bang on. The, yeah, so it's just like it's like thirteen quid a month for the next three years or something. 
and it's rolled in with your Sky thing. It's like having a mobile phone contract, basically. And it's it's all through the internet, so I can take I can take the dish off my house. Yeah. Um, you, I've heard you can't record things, though. Well, you don't record things because you don't need to record things because everything streams. Mm. They have a plus button to add things to your playlist, and that's effectively what would have been your recordings before. Right, okay. Well, what that has like... taken a bit of getting used to. I was going to say, what happens if you want to record like sport? You add it to your playlist. But what if it's like on something like BT or something where they're not it's available on, the, on demand? You, you can still go to the TV guide and press right. plus, and then it's on your playlist, and then it's available to stream after it's been on. Okay. Is that Because you can't stream BT stuff through the Sky Q and all that shit, can you? Well, you can on this yeah. now, see, because oh, effectively it's all... The confusing thing is everything is done through separate apps now. So my wife was trying okay. to watch something on all four, that fucking Chateau yes. program. Oh, fucking my God. She can't get enough of it. And, um, I was we were watching that yesterday. I, I absolutely despise it up until the moment where he does something with the house. Oh, there's loads and of great stuff like, on there, yeah. Yeah, sign me up. You're going you're gonna to put a skylight through a 17th century fucking stable house roof. Sign me up, pal. But if your internet goes down, you're fucked. NRS, oh, yes. isn't that right? Well, yeah, but well, I'll just hotspot off my phone. I'm sure you can watch, like, you know, incredibly high bandwidth yeah, yeah, streaming yeah. shit. So Yeah, also, you know, when was the last time you, like, your internet went out and your sky was still working? Last time I... Well, quite often, when it was through the old internet, when it's through the web, through the dish. Anyway, anyway so I've had yeah. Sky Glass. Yeah. Dolby Atmos sound. Oof, that is good what, shit. Yeah, that I is bet. good shit. It's like a decent sound bar. I went for the 43 inch because the next, I'd like bigger than 43 inches, but the next one up was 55 inches, which is frankly stupid. It is. Like, if, I've, if got you... a, I've got a 43, and it's about as big as I would want it to be before I just think this is too much now. I'd this like to go to 48, I think. I'd like to go to 48. Yeah, 48 no, and no nice. more. Yeah, no more at all. 50, anything more than 50, I think it's just... Well, it's too big for, it's too big for my TV unit, for starters. It, look, it already looks a bit silly with 43 because it's sticking out the edge. Imagine sticking a 60 on that. Ridiculous. So anyway, Skyglass, you have to... Mm. Granted, you do have to rely on your internet, but I have had fucking full fiber put to the house. I was going to say you're fucking, and I've got mesh Wi-Fi in the house to make sure that we can still do this for you guys. And if that doesn't work, then I'm going to see my ass. That won't do any good, (laughs) but I'll just do that anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You know, you're entitled to be really angry about stuff when it should work, in my opinion. So this weekend, I was working on the Guardian on Saturday. I did two games back to back, and then I did some pointless weed killing. You know why it was pointless? Why was it pointless? Yeah, hit me. Well, I've got one of them Ghostbusters backpack weed killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me new, me new, I'm upset because my new gravel is having a lot of like weed growing in it. Because effectively, gravel's like soil. Yeah. Which I didn't really think about. So I've got this lovely golden gravel that's just got a lot of weed growing in it. So anyway, Absolutely strapped it on, poo, 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 did it all, belting, nearly used all of it. Mm. What happened next? Half hour later, pissing down. So all of me weed killing got washed away. It's got spray, yeah. By the Lord himself. I mean, yeah, in terms of, like, weekends to do anything that involved spraying something outside that you didn't want to get washed away, this was not a weekend for it, let's face yeah, it. Yeah, no good. So I had to, I, I did me, well, I thought I'd done my last cut on my lawn a fortnight ago, and Same. the fucker keeps growing. 
because it's been too fucking warm. And I'm getting annoyed yeah. now. I've had I got. I thought I'd done my final cut two weeks ago, and it's it out probably, of order. Yeah, it's Tell fucking you. November. Never it mind be the planet right dying. I'm having to use my yeah. fucking lawnmower in November. That's the Absolutely real. Disgrace. You know what? People think of the real victims of global warming. Me. <laughs> Quite. So that was what we've been up to. Let us know what you've been up mm-hmm. to. Anything good? Well, obviously watching rugby, which we'll talk about later on. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of we, that actually. Yeah. Yeah. We are on Acast. We are. Um, oh, hang on. I've not got to that bit. I need to do contacts first. I'm Lee, oh, yeah, as do. you know. I'm, you can get in touch with me at Blood and Mud, which is the email with the text. No, it's not. It's the Twitter. Fucking hell. Yeah. Or Lee at bloodandmud.com. And what are people. How do you get all of you, Josh? Uh, at Josh Gardner or uh, at Rucked underscore Mag. Uh, Josh at bloodandmud.com. People occasionally email me. I don't reply to them. That's how it rolls. That's we nice keep it though, going. It? I like that. It's a little it's thing. Nice. So it's yeah. a little special in joke, isn't it, really, yeah. now? I like it. Which we all like. We like exclusionary jokes on this podcast. Exactly. Um, exactly. We're on Acast, as I've said, but we're about to be, we are going to be moving, but I, I've got to fill in a lot of like admin, which I've not got around to doing. They want to, like, you know, they, they want the podcast to be another platform, which is fine, but I think I've got to, they've got like 12 yeah. things I've got to send across bios, <laughs> links. It's like you can find them on the internet. Do you know what I mean? But in fact, why am I having to do this? Yeah. Why, why do I need to have a bio? You know, like, I mean, I understand why I need to have a bio, but like, it's a lot, isn't it? Well, I've, I've, um, I've received some fantastic news here. As Rob Haggart says, that lead, <laughs> lead article on BBC News Tech is about how Sky Glass is having problems. Yeah. What kind of problems? Sky Glass users complain of technical issues. Uh, they include screen flickering, playback problems. Uh, apparently, a soft date update will be released this week to address these issues. Well, I've had um, absolutely no problem with mine whatsoever, but that could be because of my full fiber, super mega You've got internet. Awesome you broadband, haven't you? People are trying got... to do this on like twenty meg connections, and like lads, twenty meg connection on a Sky router that's not been replaced for seven years. That's <laughs> yeah. that was my mum that the other way. Why is this internet so shit? So mum, literally. This is like a fucking petrol generator you've got here as your router. <laughs> you need to. Yeah, yeah how do I've... I do that? Ring Sky, mum. I've never actually. Take. I know that you're a great evangelist for the buying a router that isn't supplied to you by a oh yeah, I don't fuck about company. that. I've still got the BT one there in the box. <laughs> but um, yeah, maybe I need that. Maybe that's why we. I always have because I've got like you know sixty meg broadband in this house, and there's only two of us. There's no reason for me to have the technical problems, and I've got fucking mesh Wi-Fi. Thank you very much. There's no need there's for no me reason. to have the Wi-Fi. I've got it. Was just simply because I could. They wrote to me and said, full fibers out of your house. And I fucking, three seconds later, I was on the phone. Fuck it, why not? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm justified because I work from home. I don't yeah. do anything else. I increasingly, do this podcast. I mean, increasingly, you're making a very compelling point as to why I need to up my, at least up my broadband speed. Clearly. Full fiber, mate. It's the way to go. Yeah. It's, it's not cheap, but I thought, what else am I going to spend it on? Don't go out. Don't drink. Don't have any yeah, fun. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, my primary reason for having the internet is to talk to you for two hours. I know, same, really. You know, oh, there's a bit of work. The most depressing well. thing I've ever said. But there you oh. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, this is, close, this is the closest thing I've got to a social life. Mine too. Yeah. 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 And I've only met you twice in person. <laughs> Tell yeah. you what, oldest story in the world, isn't it? Eh? Tell you what. 
<laughs> anyway, so we're on. Oh, no, she's a player spotted. We should. Yeah. No, come on, we're ages away from that. Yeah, we're on Patreon.com. Really? Oh my god, fuck. We're also available on Patreon.com. Slash, 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 slash. You got that telly in Open G? Of course. Blood and Bone telecast in Open G, everyone. Thank you very much. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, so patreon.com slash where you can come along and get some extra stuff. I've had a couple of members this week. Somebody wrote to me, said they've treated themselves to a, an annual £20 for the year membership and oh, they're enjoying the extra nice. content, which is very nice, isn't it? Indeed. Um, we've had an, a Canadian person has joined. I've seen as a Canadian Ooh. dollar one as well. So thank Hello. you. Welcome, whoever that was. I will be writing to you to say thank you. Um, I've also had somebody write to me to say, Oi, Lee, you've forgotten my VIP thing, which is the £5 <laughs> a month or 50 Tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. And prompt me, yeah. They always apologise, though. I was like, sorry to, to bother you, Lee, but do you think you can actually provide me with what the fuck Give me I'm what paid I fucking for? paid for, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway, so that is Oliver Ollie White. Um, Hi, Oliver Ollie White. Yeah. What's he so, like then? So, Ollie White, I've got him here. Mm-hmm. Flanker for polycystic ovarians, RFC. Um, Lovely stuff. His real name is actually Derek Frank Whistle. However, right. uh, on joining the club, he was informed that that was not the kind of name that the club accepts. Fair. And he fair. had to change his name to Ollie White. Uh, he's the 27th Ollie White in the squad. <laughs> yeah. And the lad doing the stats every week is having a fucking mare. I could say that's not going to be fun for whoever's doing the stats in that. I mean, do you, do you go by number? Do you go by middle name? Also, if they're a club what has names on the back of their jerseys, that's going to be really confusing, isn't it? Yes, indeed. It'd be like when all the subs just have the name of the club on the back. <laughs> I hate that, by the Quins. way. Quins. Why does, why does <laughs> yeah. rugby do that? I know. Why can you not just Tight stick bastards. the fucking... Yeah. Why just fucking, like, it's easy enough to like print and like unscreen some names on it, surely. I know rugby is hard up. Fuck it out. If that's where you're trying to save your money, you must be in deep shit. That's right. Mad. Anyway. Weekend update. Ben Russell says, I went to Lever Park in Rivington. Some nice Lancashire content for you there, Lee. Yes, indeed. Not far off of where I grew up, that. So I need time on Rivington Pike, Winter Hill, all that shite. Anyway, so that's the... uh... Speaking of fucking Lancashire, right? All right. So I did my Asda order last week, right? And obviously, food shortages at the moment. I don't know where this is going, all, but yeah, go on. All over the shop. I ordered some uh, standard Common Garden English muffins, right? Oh, I know where this is what, going. Yeah. What they sent me instead was fucking Lancashire oven bottom muffins. I went, well, they've got to be the same, basically the same thing, haven't they? Just, it, I'm, it's just a shit bread roll, right? Like or maybe these were, but it basically was just like a soft bap. But I'm just I'm I mean, just trying to keep me temper down here. For a I mean, I'm sure it's oh. very culturally significant for you, but certainly <laughs> the ones that I got sent were. They are like a slightly squashed bread roll that's kind of toasted a bit on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, but the I, they're that belted nice. though. They're good for like a the, the but. They're not the same as a, as an English muffin, no. No, not at all. And I struggled to sort of... They be, I mean, I probably did get some... You know, they were from a fucking Asda's. They're probably not a, a fantastic example. Although, you know, Asda is from 
that neck of the woods, isn't it? Is it Leeds, Asda? I don't know, I actually. I know Asda's up north. The co-op started in Lancashire, in Rochdale. It did. The co-op, like fucking about 300 years ago. Well, I know that Morrison's is up north as well. Basically, all the supermarkets are somewhere up north except Sainsbury's, which is London, isn't it? Leeds. Leeds is Asda. Now we know. Well, there you go. So, that's... <laughs> Rob Haggard says, and they never met for the... Yeah, sadly, the, uh, the debate over... <laughs> yeah, that's it now. Done. bottom muffins was the end of it, sadly. Okie doke. So, anyway, yes. That's the VIP. Thank you, Oliver Ollie mm. White, uh, for your contributions to that. If people want to get involved, you know, you've got to go to patreon.com. Blood and mud, where you can sign up. You get a private RSS feed. So you can use it in, in whatever pod player you normally use to actually just listen Indeed. to it as normal. But you get extra full-length, underbridged episodes every week. Access to the Facebook group. You just the, the Facebook group had a picture of me and the RAF cadets put into it after our chat last it's, week. It's very true, yeah. One thing my wife did this weekend is that she's right. she's finally organized herself and put a load of pictures in picture frames and created a bit of a picture wall in our living room, which is very nice. Lovely stuff, yeah. But... To completely shit house me, she's put the Lee Calvert RAF cadet picture. Lovely stuff. As part of it. And I've said, take Perfect. it off the fucking wall, please. <laughs> and she said, no, because it'll ruin the whole, like, the way it's, like, the laid ambience. out. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I need to, like, basically get another picture to put in it. Maybe one of Alan Brew or something. I mean, that's an obvious option, surely. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. You should delay the stream so you don't clash with Only Connect, says Facebook <laughs> user. I've never watched Only Connect. No, no, I, I sort of feel like it reeks no, a bit of the worst not... parts of Radio Four to me. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like I'm sure I quite enjoy the quizzy elements of it because I do quite enjoy a quiz, but at the same time, no. Some people know too much. That's what I've realised. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right, Josh. In this world, we've had enough of people who know too much. Quite frankly, <laughs> the man who knew too much—they were onto something there. Shall we do a player spotted? A mere 24 minutes yeah. in. Um, we begin as well. Begin. Michael Milner Watt emails with, I think he's done one before, but he has because he says here, from the man who brought you Rory Jackson at Bunga Bunga. Oh, one of the old times. One of the old time faves, that one. Brings you another player spotted, says Michael. Uh, the scene is a crappy hyper corporate brew dog bar in Canary yeah. Wharf. Yep. The, alcohol, the, the alcohol industry's soulless tribute to 21st century capitalism in London's soulless tribute to 21st century capitalism. Lovely stuff. There's it's like layer upon layer, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the player is Nathan Hines. Rugged, okay. craggy, handsome, massive. Every inch the former Scotland Lions lends to Claremont, etc. Shithouse lock. I walk up and smell his musk. Steady on. Mm. He said he's surrounded by his kids and his wife. They must have loved that, by the way. Yeah. Clearly, having just left the office of some faceless new corporate job, having a meal and drinking some questionable, poorly punned, tasteless beer. I mean, it is a classic pathway for an ex-rugby pro to to follow yeah. the sort of faceless city boy. Oh, I thought Nathan Lyons would be better than that, though. But I think, well, I don't mind if people do that, right? Because if they know they're just there to do a bit of sales, because there's loads of rugby types, isn't there? Mm -hmm. And you wheel out Nathan Irons and people are likely to uh, yeah, you know, buy stuff. 
What I don't like is when Andy Goog pretends that he's some kind of foreign exchange. <laughs> Financial expert. fucking genius. Like, no, your job is there to charm the people who are going to pay and buy shit off your company. Yeah. Who are actually who are going to get the advice off the actual people what yeah. know about this stuff. Yeah. This is like, you know, trying to go on a coaching masterclass with a fucking mascot from the club. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Just because you're there or thereabouts does yeah. not mean that you've picked up a great deal of expertise. Your job is to make children clap at half time. <laughs> Your job is not to like mess with the elite level shit over here. Okay. So yeah, very much that to finish this off. The observer, this Michael says the observer is me. Tr- yours truly a denizen of the wharf for my sins. He says, they're trying to tell his colleagues that a rugby legends in the bar only for them not to give one solitary shit. He said, fuck my colleagues, Nathan. I've always loved you. Um, if only you had a Scotland team equal to your talent, I leave him to his family evening. He's too good for selfies or an awkward big fan of yours chat at the bars. We wait for some bearded twat to pour some overpriced booze. I write this on the train home, says Michael. Some amount of pints to the good. I was getting that vibe, Michael. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, praying that maybe I'll see him again in around the wharf. And I knowing mean, clearly that I was... it's on, clearly it's on the cards. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, realistically, he's not always going to be going for a beer with his family. Sometimes you might be just going there That's to drown his sorrows at the end of a long day. You Did must you have say, started I'm, I'm going to pub maybe. after... I'm going to fucking pub after work. So if you were to come and have something to eat with me, you're going to meet me there. It's a weird place. Like, Particularly a brew dog place is a weird place to take your wife and kids. That's all. I'm, it's weird, yeah. But maybe there's not a lot of other options. Well, there's Canary Wharf. Fucking everything's in Canary Wharf. Yeah, you got everything there. you got um, yeah. brew dog. you got... All bar one, you can yeah. <laughs> probably. I don't know. No idea. I'd still, I'd still take my kids to an all bar one before I took them to a brew dog. At least they do decent food. Well, the all bar one in Chester used to be a picture and piano. They were shit, weren't yeah. they? Slug and lettuce, also of that ilk. So there you, you go. Play spotted. Thank anyway, you. Yes. Thank you, Michael. And uh, if you want to get a player spotted to us, you can email it to me, leeatbloodmud.com, or my DMs are open. Or you can take advantage of the Patreon messaging service if you're one of those wonderful, wonderful people that give us some of your hard-earned. If you'd like to be one of those people, as I said, side on up to the turnstile, reach in your pocket and mash a load of money in. Or basically mash into patreon.com slash bloodmud. Indeed. Okay. So... Shall we do some news, Josh? I think it Shall is time for news? some news. It is time for some yeah. news. Do you want to start uh, us off? Yeah. So uh, hot off the presses just before we came on uh, tonight, there's some apparent, according to Wales Online anyway, um, Talupe Falatau is going to be leaving Bath at the end of the season, unsurprising, um, and heading back to Wales. Again, quite unsurprising. Um, and going back to Cardiff because, of course, he is. Like, who wouldn't want to play for Die Young? You know? So, be, oh, hang on. So, the Cardiff back row next year could be Shane Lewis Hughes, Thomas Young, Thomas Young, and Talupi Falata. Whoa! Or, That's or not bad, is big, it? Or big old Big Josh Navidi at six. Big Josh Navidi at six. Yeah. I mean, Big it won't matter because their front five is like a well, fucking the, deck of cards. But I mean, in many ways, it is the perfect number eight <laughs> signing for Cardiff because there is no better signing, number eight in world rec- in world rugby at stabilising and 
pulling ball out of a absolutely marmalized scrum than Talupe Falatau. And that's great because that is literally what he's going to do for the remainder of his career. Every like <laughs> on the one hand, I if I was a Cardiff fan, I'd be fucking landed because anybody that has fucking signs Talupe Falatau should be fucking thrilled. But at the same time, yes. I would be like, can we not have a lock? <laughs> like, is there, not, is there not a lock that we can have? Or a, or a front rower or a hooker? Just one. Do, we'll trade you three of our sevens for him. You have to wonder how much of it is the WRU said he needs to come back and he needs to but go then, somewhere. Yeah, and then surely the Ospreys will go, well, we've only got bloody Morgan Morris at eight. And he's quite good. <laughs> But he's not fucking Felipe Valentino. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's literally hot off the press as we're, as we're going to record. So indeed, Cardiff fans are probably be happy. I guess nobody's unhappy happy. about Felipe Valentino rocking up, in, is there? But... It's impossible to be unhappy about Felipe Valentino rocking. No I said, and if they're not going to sign props, as you said, then yeah. they need somebody who's good at dealing with a, a septic yeah. tank on an ice rink, which is basically exactly. what their scrum is. So and Thomas Young, Josh Navidi. Salibe Falato back row will be bags of fun. Seb Davis covering With... the bench, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More of that later. No, he'll be no, he'll be starting, mate. He'll be starting oh, at lock in, in the boiler house, won't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, in other news, yes. um, peripheral character from the TV series Deadwood, Mac Hansen, is uh, now playing <laughs> for for Ireland. Yes, I had him as a 1980s video game protagonist. But yeah, oh, yeah, same, okay. Same yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's quite a mercurial rise for uh, a guy who only signed from the Brumbies in the summer. Um, but not quite as rapid as another obviously made-up rugby challenge regen player, Bradley Roberts, who's apparently now in the Wales squad for some reason. I mean, he's he the he's the Ulster, yeah, the Ulster hooker, Ulster yeah. slash South African hooker who literally I'd never heard of until he was in the Wales squad. It's a very weird week. Yeah, isn't it just? Yeah. So yeah, Matt Cantor having a you know reasonable start to the season at Connock, straight in there. Yeah, straight in there, no messing. Who isn't in there, but he's Who's... potentially out of there. Uh, Chris Ashton is apparently out of Worcester. The lawyers. Oh yeah, are somebody working... posted about this, didn't they? Some... The lawyers are working. The lawyers are involved. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get. Presumably, John Thomas just kept keeps saying he's unavailable for the weekend and refusing <laughs> to say anything else. And he's done that for about a month now. So, um, yeah, surely he's going to go to Japan or something. I, would I mean, they'd love him down there, wouldn't they? Perfectly. Absolutely. Free, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down there, over there, you know, round there, if you like. Down around. Um, yeah, what's happened there then? Just I can't wait terrible, for his book. Like, I mean, yeah, it's going to be... You thought Mike Phillips was setting on some scores. Wait until you get the fucking yes. Chris Ashton's book. <laughs> But yeah, you know, he sort of he left Sale under a cloud to go to Harlequins. He left Harlequins under a cloud to go to. Uh, well, he left Toulon under a cloud first of all to go to Sale. Then he left Sale under a cloud to go to Harlequins. Then he left Harlequins under a cloud to go to Worcester, and he's currently. I mean, the clouds are gathering. So, yeah, a bit of a I weird one. I think he's like just. I get impression with Chris Ashton, right? That he's. He's just non non specifically infuriating. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, get, I really get that vibe. You can't put your feet. You, like, know, like, not, you know when you work. He's with a somebody, good lad. You... He's a good lad, but you can't. But he drives you fucking mental. 
And when you think about the person who drives you most mad in work, yeah, yeah. and you and then you try and try and describe it to somebody else, and they go, mm-hmm. "That sounds fine. What's wrong with you?" Yeah. You're like, nobody's <laughs> so fucking annoying. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of... <laughs> yeah. I think he should just go back to rugby league. Like, I think he'd be happy there. I know he's 34, but he could probably were, honestly, do a job. One of the main, when he was playing for Wigan, they played against Wakefield, and he was playing fullback just before he went to mm. Northampton. And there was a bit where... I'll try and find the clip, but it was a bit where he basically completely shat out when a when a second row ran at him. And it was not long after that he went to Northampton because the obviously just went, we're fucking cashing in on this twat because he doesn't fancy he doesn't fancy it. Do you know what I mean? So for all, all of his attacking like, come, to, come to rugby union, you won't have to do that much tackling. If you play on the wing, you're all right. And it was the year that Northampton went down, wasn't it? So it was like, yeah, you can just come and play a championship, you know, yeah. fine. He scored literally about seven million tries. In <laughs> Literally, about seven oh, million. That's I'm just. Right, yeah. no, he's got thirty nine tries in twenty five appearances in National One, which is, I mean, that's what happens when you put Chris Ashton against second tier defenses. And for some reason, he kicked a conversion that year as well, but one, just one. And then Stephen Miles just was like, "Go on, Chris, have this one." Yeah, pop, <laughs> draw, pop, draw, pop. Off you go. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, they so Chris yeah. Ashton out of the out of the door. Yeah. Uh yeah. speaking of winger come fullbacks come slightly different career trajectory though. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Pride is on the move again. Speaking of people. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's he leaving Scarlet, yeah. Oh, nowhere, he's just been released. Oh, fair enough, yeah. He's just it's his the laziest chapter in Tom Pride's signed, never seen, released career yeah, signed, ever since his signed, international seen, debut. Signed, never seen, not delivered. Since his international debut as a zygote sometime in the past. God, I mean, it is a, a cautionary tale. He's 29 now, Tom Pretty. Gooted, though, have you noticed that? A lot of stress, yeah, in, his, yeah. lot of stress in his career with all them moves. because he's Exactly. 18 years and 25 days, Wales' youngest ever fucking international. And didn't look out of place, by the way, in that game against South Africa. And, and here yet, we are. Yeah, 10 years later, gone. I imagine he's probably managed to scrape together something resembling a modest living, hasn't he? I hope well, so. Certainly. I hope he's made a tidy living out of it and he's enjoyed his time. And, you know, he beat, he's like the only, you know, he beat New Zealand. He was part of that under-20s team. He went back to the under-20s and was part of the only Welsh team to beat New Zealand since the 50s. So... He's a, it's not it's not a career without highlights for him, certainly. But yeah, it's just it's never really panned out, is it? It hasn't. It hasn't. No. And I think it's that thing, it's like the brew thing which he managed to to, to uh, you know our Lord and Saviour Alan managed to book. It is that foregone conclusion syndrome, isn't it? Mm. Then people just start to believe that you're not quite up to it. But you but they do believe you're up in up to but they're obviously convinced enough to keep signing you. Yeah. And then it's Must almost think, like you show but, enough physically and in the games that you just think, well, he's a big lad, he's quick, he knows yeah, where the yeah. try line is, he's got to be worth a. F- but yeah. even probably as you sign in the contract, you're probably thinking, I'm, I'm not really sure he's up to this, you know. Yeah. And then so, and then he turns up and he's yeah. just well, look at him running, you know. I don't know, there's just something not yeah. right about this. I hope he goes and gets a contract at some championship team and probably scores a fucking boatload of tries. Yes. But that, that route worked for uh, Luke Morgan, as in 
Wales seven slash Osprey's winger who went off to God, where did he play? Did he go to Doncaster or something like that? Memory serves. In between his stints at the sevens, and everyone was you like, must oh, be working if you're playing it for Doncaster. You must just Surely. you're obviously on yeah. win bonuses. Well, he was still, he's in fucking uni or something, you know. It was like, yeah. but like, yeah, you know. And then he went and played sevens for a while, got himself a sevens contract, and uh, yeah, and now he's I a was professional full time rugby player. I was in uni 1994 to 98. Uh, mm. I did four years instead of three because I basically got drunk for an entire year and had to do another one. But but um. I was at uni with a lad who was a very talented lad, and he was at Mosley, the legendary Midlands mm-hmm. club. Um, and they were paying him a retainer to be at uni. Mm-hmm. Middlesbrough, by the way, so that when he finished uni, he would go back and play for them. And people wonder why the advent of professionalism caused some problems in... Yeah. in yeah i mean it's it's not it's clearly not a perfect system and i would imagine that not a huge amount of that has changed in a lot of ways no and i think actually in the third year nick you've got the third year i'm sure i remember him saying to me he effectively gave his money back because they were in such financial dire straits and i was like well maybe i was i was like well haven't you got a contract with them though because they come to him and said they're really struggling. So have you got a contact with him though? He said, yeah, but he said that he played for him since he was a kid. You know, he said, they're my clubs. Mm. I mean, I'm not interested in them going to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, but it very the bottom fell I out of it. I don't plan to be quickly. one of their creditors. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So that's news on that one. Uh, squad news. Uh, England mm. have called up Louis, Louis Liner and Alex Mitchell yes. to replace the... Seriously, knacked Anthony Watson, by the way. Yeah. Um, and Harry Randall, who's, who's less seriously knacked. Yet another victim of Eddie Jones's training methods. But, uh, oh, do we we'll want to talk to that about later. that? Oh, is that for later on? Okay. I mean, yeah, we can talk about it later, probably, because I might go on at length. So, God Louis Liner is, so Louis Liner's in, obviously, which will also help because it'll capture him and stop Italy and Australia sniffing around. Italy had- Indeed. Although, let's face it, if he doesn't get capped at some point in this autumn, which it will be really funny is if he doesn't get capped next week and Australia have some sort of injury crisis and go, all right, Louis, do you fancy playing for the Wallabies? And he leaves England camp and goes straight. Is there any rule against that? I'm surely there's no rule against that. No. You can do what the fuck he wants. Yeah, do what he wants. I think he's Australia. That would be the ultimate funny thing. If he went into camp basically learned all of England's routines and calls and all of that sort of stuff and then went, I don't fancy this, and then accepted a call up to Australia the week before and then, yeah. It'd be very funny, is all I'm saying. I think Louis Liner should consider it, at least for our benefit, if not for his. He's a talented lad, Louis Liner, isn't he? But there are he no really certainties is. in this world today. So, um, no. it's you always... I mean, obviously, people should be as ambitious as they want to be, right? But there's always something yeah. around... But you could have like a hundred cap international career with Italy. Well, this is what we were. I mean, I'm not sure how much fun it is losing all the time, but at least you go to every no. World Cup, you play yeah, every yeah. Six Nations, you know. You know, you likely get, you know, thing to a World Rugby Hall of Fame at some point. <laughs> it's like we were saying about Paolo Adobo. You might, you might last... appear, you might appear on play your caps right if you're lucky. You might play appear your caps know? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. I nearly did. if if we weren't for the fact that there's actually quite a lot to talk about this week. I had another game lined up for us this week 
It's called yes. uh, it's called Theobrophy Cluedo. And uh, I mean, I don't know I what that is, but I can't wait till you've got exactly. the time to do I'm, it. Exactly. I'm, I didn't have enough time to Photoshop a lot of things this week, but uh, you know, it will come at some point. Maybe well, not last week. week. Maybe so next four, week. Four weeks last week is when yeah. you'll do it because it'll be just after the deadline again, won't it? And you've got a Probably, 48 yeah. hours to like scratch yeah. your ass in the Probably. office. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like you say, like like we were saying about Paolo Dog, we got called up to England and then got injured and may never play for England. Now, you know, he's got in, you know, he will get loads of caps for Italy if he wants to. Mm. You know. <laughs> and, and Louis Lyon would like, yeah, yeah. probably get more fucking caps for the Wallabies than he would for England, given England's depth of talent, you would imagine. And well, the, the fact that you look at you look at Louis Liner and you just think, does he look like an England winger or does he look like an Australia winger? I know what you're saying. Yeah. But it's uh, the I think the why people like a dog and a line like should go for Italy is that there's also the banter there's the banter thing of the fact you Absolutely. could just play everywhere across the back line as well at some point. Yeah. If Louis Liner Which turned I think out would for be Italy, great. Some people might if hate Louis Liner turned out for great. Italy, he'd definitely get at least one cap at fly off. Oh yeah. And probably one in the second row as well, because he's quite a big lad. Polo Dog was playing inside centre at some point, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Why would you not want to have that instead of just boringly playing in your position, which you're best suited to every week? You know, at least a bit of variety. Spice of life, isn't it? Yeah. Any more news? Oh, yeah. Uh, Bath's kit manager, Steve Middleton, uh, Mm -hmm. has been charged with making disparaging comments to the ref following Mike Williams' red card against Wasps on Saturday. And honestly, at what point are we going to, as a sport, have a look at ourselves and go, we might have a bit of a problem with this, you know? There's all these people around the pitch who have no real need to fucking be there who seemingly feel emboldened now to have a go at the ref for the decisions they disagree with. It's a bit fucking gross. It's like, why the fuck is a kit man on the field in a position where he can have a pop at the ref? And why is he feeling like he's 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 em- empowered to do that? <laughs> exactly, indeed. Thing. A, why does he even feel like he can do it? And B, why is he there? Like, why is he anywhere near the field? He's the kit man. Like, what's he doing? Like, water carriers are one thing, but the kit man's got no fucking business being anywhere near the field. Yeah, you should be somewhere counting socks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a fag oh. around the back of the stand is what you should be doing, <laughs> yeah, kit yeah. man. I mean, that's what I'd be doing, yeah. <laughs> We've gone mad. Yeah, indeed. But yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we said we did say this at the time with the with the um, Yako thing, didn't we? That, uh, yeah. And the the video is like, if people in that position of power, it gives permission for everybody else to do to it. Have their fucking say. And we have a proper rest, but nobody gives a fuck what we think about anything. So no, indeed, and we're not gainfully employed by anybody in rugby union. So, uh, what other news do you have then? Uh, I've gone on my side. Oh, Sabun Kosi, uh, the Springboks winger, is going to miss the Wales game this weekend over visa issues, which you read that and roll your eyes and go, oh, visa issues, how has this happened? But I read into what actually happened, and it's very understandable and quite ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So the reason that Kosi can't get into Britain right now is that he's got a valid passport, right? But he does not have enough blank pages in that passport for them to put a UK visa into. 
And that's well, to stamp it. There's no stamping space. Well, in it. because basically, like, yeah, because I because I <laughs> I find this weirdly relatable because I've got a visa, right? Um, for me to, that allows me to go and work in America for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, for five years, and. To get that, I have to go to the U.S. Embassy, and they take your passport, and the whole page of your passport basically then gets printed with the visa, which has got your photo on it. It's got the whole fucking thing. So in order to have a visa to get entry into a country, it basically requires you to have one of these. And there's not that many pages in the passport. And when you think about somebody like Nkosi, who is going to have to travel to Australia, New Zealand, you know, Japan, Argentina, Singapore, all these places... <laughs> You know, over since Super Rugby over the last couple of years, he's probably got loads of fucking visas, and then he rocks up to Great Britain, newly fucking Brexited out the arse Great Britain, and they go, "Oh, you're going to need another visa to get in this fucking place now." And he's like, "Oh, well, my passport's got five years left on it, but I've only, I've only got half a page left between all the fucking stamps I've collected over the last five years of Super Rugby and all these visas." So they had to get him a new passport with a blank fucking page so he can get the visa in. Yeah, because often when you order a passport here, you can order a normal one or one with like hundred pages in it or something, can't you? And you pay a bit more yeah. for. I'm assuming that's I'm guessing... be, that must be for that. I wonder what that was for, but obviously it's for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess if you're, you know, you know, you're not, you're a professional rugby player. You're not worried about these things. You probably just go, yeah, I'm just going to get a passport. Why do I need one that's got hundred pages in it? Well, because you might have fucking shit loads of visas, mate. You live, you learn, eh? So there we go. Indeed, I thought it was very interesting. Any more news other than that? No, that was it. God. Before I mean, we move that was on barely to the weekend, news, I just thought it was interesting. Anyway, carry on. This is news related. Before we move on to the weekend, mm-hmm. um, our, one of our lovely listeners, Kiwi man Paul Johns, has been in touch because what Paul has been doing is well, mm-hmm. the Lord's work, frankly, for quite some time. He's been keeping track of the Cuthbert Police on Cup. Holy shit! Yes, he. Yeah, that's what he's been doing. Last so, from the past. Yeah, so I just thought, and, and he sent me literally a sheet set, mapping out where it's been. That's incredible. I won't go through it all, but I, I think it's worth a bit of an update. That um, mm, Hit me. So basically, we stopped doing this, I think. It, well, we did in 2018. We did. When Krasnyar ended up with it in Russia. Yes, we decided we could no longer, in good conscience, uh, yeah. follow it. Two weeks after that happened, or not long after that happened anyway, Krasnyar yeah. played the British Army. Oh, yes, they did, yeah. And the British Army ended up with it because Krasnyar beat them. It's then gone through three-ish years of via Birmingham Mosley, we've already mentioned. Yes. Uh, Roslyn Park, Old Albanians, Tring. It's then become absolutely hyperlocked into <laughs> West London rugby. Oh, West really? London and home counties rugby. Because wow. it's gone through Old Albanians, Tring, Bedford Athletic, Sid Cup, wow. CS Stags, Shelford, yeah. uh, Brentwood. Yeah. Uh, Brentwood for ages. Amersham mm. and Chilton, the end of the Metropolitan yeah. line, in case you're wondering. Yeah. Old Priorians, Rye Slip, which is on the A40, if anyone knows, yeah. he's driven that way into London. Ryslip for ages. Ryslip held it from September 2019, well, through the pandemic, I guess, as well, right through to September September 21, when oh. they lost it to the brilliantly named Enfield Ignatians. 
Oof, love it. Um, it's then gone to Hampstead because they lost, uh, and then it's now back with the Enfield Ignatians because they lost oh, to Dash man. Datchford last weekend. Lovely so it's stuff. basically never leaving West, North, West London, and the <laughs> home London. counties. But Perfect. So we could, every every week could be a fucking CPC derby. So I remember after we lost the the CPC to um to Russian rugby. Yeah, we created the Challenge Cup, didn't we? Which was, yes, to do something else. I can't remember what that was, was now. But. Well, it was. I think it was basically just to carry it on. Yes, <laughs> because we couldn't. In we found that Treviso were the like team with the longest winning streak, and then it it ended. And then even that, like a magnetic pull, it got pulled to fucking Romania. At which <laughs> yes, point, it did. Yes, it was just like <laughs> I've just found the Twitter page that we made for it. Uh, ACS Tomitani were the last in October 2018 was the last time we bothered to fucking do anything with it after they got pumped by Timisoara Saracens, who'd lost uh, it to the Dragons the week before in the Challenge any, Cup. Any new listeners who have no idea what this is on about, Absolutely. I'm going right back to the beginning. We had a feature called Dragons Shit Watch. We did because the dragons hadn't won for so long. We were trying to see how long the basically a year. Go for. Yeah. yeah, it was, and then then they finally I can't remember who they finally beat, but then we decided they, to create a, a shit. I think they beat. I think the they beat Treviso, and we decided that yeah. it should be like the reverse uh, Ranfury Shield, didn't we? And whoever yes. lost it has to. Keep and that went on for quite basically. a while. That was a week. It went on for, a, for quite a while. It went on for we, about a year. I did the stats Oscars. analysis. All of the Welsh, all of the yeah. Welsh regions had it at one point. Ulster had it at one point. I think even Leinster had it. Bath had week. it at one point. Bath and I thought, brilliant, it's going to get in the Premiership now. But instead, it then bounced straight back because it was a back-to-back. <laughs> it was a back, it was back-to-back Challenge Cup. Yeah, back, yeah they, but Cardiff had it. They lost to Bath. They beat Bath, and then they lost Bath the week after. But yeah, the Ospreys had it for ages. It was really annoying. It was in a really dark place for the team but let me tell you this mm. Paul has not only done that little round of things he's oh, also hello. done what would have happened to the Cuthbert Police on Cup if you only include proper teams and not that lost that British Army loss oh oh hello now we're so talking. it went Krasnyar yep then went to Metallurg oh hello and then Siberia yes which is an, a, Siberia has its own rugby club mm-hmm it then went to Asgard, and it's now with Asgard, who play, who play in the Siberia division of the Federal Rugby League in Russia. I mean, Asgard is an incredible name for a rugby team. An incredible name for a terrible rugby team. Yeah, because they must have had it for a while. I'm going to look these people up. Asgard.rugby. <laughs> there we go. Call is it in Cyrillic rugby. script if you're going to do a full translation job on it? Oh no! This is a different. This is Club Deportivo Asgard. I don't know where these lot are. No, you'd have to go to Siberia Division. This is, this oh, hang on! I found them. In... They're here. Hang on! I found them. Yeah, I found their Spanish equivalent. Asgard Rugby Siberia. There we go. I mean, I dig it. Sure. Asgard Rugby. Why not? Imagine what the travel you've got to do in the Siberian League. By the way. <sighs> It's not good, is it? Like... I complain about the travelling. I do. I complain about the travelling I had to do in, in the Wales, North Wales League. I had to go from fucking Flint to Dolgatli. That was bad enough. Imagine 
cross, crossing tri- Siberia to lose, which is what Asgard appeared to do quite a bit. So, well, it was like when what do you call it when they used to have to go to play Krasny Yar or whatever in the Challenge Cup when well, they were getting they move to Sochi or something. Or they had to, they yeah, because it was so it was so yeah. far to, it was so far and so cold that. <laughs> Basically, the likes of Connacht and the Dragons were like, you are fucking joking, you. We'll go well, to listen, a Winter Olympics place, but we're not going that far. Well, listen, Paul yes. Johns, Absolute honestly, hero. if you want to compl- keep doing this, please, and let us know periodically, because that is some wonderful stuff really to find is. out what's going on. Absolutely superb. Uh, Mushy Mushy says, it's good. I've realised the CPC flirted coquettishly with London 1 North, but my club never got it. So that's where it's been. It's in there somewhere. So, yeah, so the current holders, just so we know, is Enfield Ignatians. I tell you what, wouldn't it be great if a club of somebody what listens to this podcast ended up with the CPC and they could actually try to explain it to their clubmates? Good luck. Indeed. So there you go. Yeah, an update on, well, the CPC, which rumbles on, and there's somebody out there doing the work. So thank you, Paul. Indeed. And thank you for listening, of course. Um, so that's the end of that. So we're going to go to the discussing the weekend now, which is where we move away from our non-patron listeners for a little while. Truth. So we'll see you Bye, in a bit. Everyone. Ta-ra! Bye. The world of work has changed dramatically and organisations are evolving. A full or part-time MBA from UCD Smurfit School equips managers to react at pace and deliver change. Now is the time to transform your career and gain a new business network. Join our virtual MBA experience day on Saturday, November 20th. Register at smurfitschool.ie forward slash events. UCD Michael Smurfit Graduate Business School. Developing impactful business leaders. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. So that's the weekend. We welcome back our non-patron listeners to talk about some quick previews and predictions for the upcoming round of autumn Indeed. international her fixtures. And we're obviously yeah. working with our friends at Match Pint to uh, do a prediction league, of which the first week has just rumbled by. 95 of you joined before the deadline of the weekend to go all get yourselves a free pint of Guinness, nice. which you can redeem in places, I guess. Um so it's the you know usual format. You download the app, which is the Match Pint app, and you click on Guinness Pint Predictor, and you go to join a league, and you put in the code Blood and Mud, the word and Blood and Mud, mm-hmm. um, and you join us, and you get to make predictions, and you get to top the league or not, and if every good prediction, you can challenge other people, you can win pints off each other. It's great stuff, basically. One, I'm, one of the you're in I'm seventh tied place, seventh by the way. Seventh yeah, fucking place. That's a disgrace. I was, I was two. I was two points off. Uh, perfect scores in both matches this weekend, which, frankly, I didn't see coming. 
I can't remember the last time I got a prediction. So if you want to buy then, because if you if you if you get within if you get a score within ten points, you get a, you, you can you get a pint to gift to somebody else, and if you get it within five, you get a pint for yourself as well. Well then, you've probably got some I shit fucking... to give away. So yeah, yeah, I have. Big shout out by the way, Christian Cox, one of our listeners who's joined. Indeed, absolutely nailed it. Uh, yeah. Got New Zealand by thirty-eight, perfect, and Scotland by forty-eight, just two points out. He's joint third out of more than 20,000 players nationwide. Fucking hell, that's not bad, is it? That is not bad at all, Christian. So fucking well done, mate. Um, I got, don't know why the hell you listen to this podcast, because that's not the way we roll, yeah. prediction-wise. Well, he's clearly not listening. He's not using our predictions as his fucking bellwether, is he? He's not, no. So, no. I mean, but although we... I mean, it's pretty hard not to get both results right next week. A bit more complicated this week, more games, a bit more competition. I Indeed. Think. So be quite exciting stuff. Obviously, you can use Match Pint to find pubs that are showing the rugby and disappear off. So, yeah, so that's how you do it. It's a Match Pint app and all that kind of stuff. Download, join mm-hmm. the league and join the predictions. Now, we're shit at predictions, although you've been good we this are. week, but I don't expect that to last very long. No. I'm down, I think I'm in 60th or something. I think we've got over we've got about over 120 people in the league now, so nice. come and join in. The overall one in the league gets a signed match ball as well, so that's something to Indeed. think about. So, do you want to go predictions wise for each game? Yes. This week, and we'll go in this order. So, Ireland versus Japan is this weekend. Yes. Um, I'm going to say Ireland by 25 because I think. Ireland will be all right, and they'll probably pull away in the last 15, 20 minutes. I think I'd love be... to be... Go on. I'd love to be wrong. Japan are not what they once were. No, agreed. However, I think they might frustrate a, a rusty Ireland a bit and score a couple of points, so I think Ireland by 12. Yeah, I think that's, that's perfectly reasonable. Uh, well... Italy versus New Zealand. Um, Will it be 100 points, yes or no? No, I don't think it'll be quite that bad. I'm going to say, to be difficult, uh, New Zealand by like 59. Because, <laughs> you know, it. Italy will be more full strength than Wales were this week. And I just think, yeah, they, they could... They'll frustrate. I think I feel like at least for half an hour they'll frustrate New Zealand more than Wales did. But then I feel like defensively they're much worse than Wales. And I think bad things will happen. <laughs> I'm probably about where you are. Actually, I think it'll be about. I think New Zealand will get to seventy, and I think yeah, I can believe will it. Struggle to get beyond fifteen. Uh, yeah, I, I can see maybe a twenty-one at best. Mm. Maybe. Speaking of uh, troublesome defences, England-Tonga. Now, Tonga will have access to a lot more players this week than they did last week, but they still will only have about four days together. So, And England usually start the autumn pretty well, don't they? Especially against inferior opposition. I think this is going to be a a bit of a... a, Especially... they're gonna. It's very clear that Eddie's going to start Marcus Smith and Owen Farrell for the duration of this autumn and see what happens. And I think that's a recipe for England winning by about 60 points. I think um, 
the only time I can remember England struggling against what you might genuinely call tier two opposition mm. was was when they played Japan in the autumn. It's about three years ago. Yeah. And they won, but it was shit. And a bit, yeah. you know. Um but I think the reason why that sticks out in my head is that England are actually one of the better teams for putting away teams like this. They do. They are they are very good flat track bullies. Hence their record regard. against Italy. I've never yeah, lost yeah, against yeah. them. The only ones in the Six Nations who haven't, you know, and stuff like that. So um I think it will be probably a similar score to what Scotland put on this week. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. It's it's it, I'd say sort of Maybe 60. not quite as much. Fifty. I think so. I think maybe sixty because I think this they'll get as they get tireder. England will bring on players that will score tries, and I feel like that's the difference. I think I don't think they'll be as indisciplined as Scotland either. Um, France versus Argentina. No, sorry, Wales, South Africa. Uh, South Africa by fourteen. I'd say. Yeah, I think this is going to be as. Even though South Africa are good, I think they're going to come over with a slightly strange selection. Wales will be yeah, back up um, to strength a bit, and I yeah, I just don't think Wales will be as bad this week as they were last week. Wales have got. I'm not saying they beat South Africa regularly, but there's, they haven't got the All Black hoodoo, have they? They tend to do okay. Leaving aside that ridiculous game in the nineties, they tend yeah. to, recently they tend to do okay against South Africa, haven't they? Wales. Yeah, they've generally sort of matched up quite well physicality wise with South Africa, whether they will after with the current crop of what they've got with injuries, who knows? But um yeah, I think South Africa probably by about between ten and fourteen points. I think South Africa by twenty. Yeah, fair enough. I wouldn't bet against that. France versus Argentina. Uh, I think oh, this is, this could be a very fun game. This could be a very fun well, game. Well that's a given. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Because A, most games where France are involved are yeah. fun, but also I think Argentina can make a game fun at the moment as well. So put those two together, and I think you've got a recipe for quite an open, silly game with maybe France winning by about 20, 22 points. Don't disagree with that, actually. I'd like to have a counterpoint to you, but I think that's probably about right. At least 20. Yeah, I, th- I think France have got way too much for them in the back line. Or... Maybe, but... They could lose by four. Oh, they could lose by four. But yeah, if if we're going to go full 27, 2007 era France, who knows? Anything's possible. But And then finally, Scotland are playing Australia this week, which I think is a very yes, interesting big feature, one. actually. As it it is. It's gonna be, I think it would be quite, by some margin, the closest game. I think Scotland are going to win. I think... Scotland are ideally set up with, you know, back up to full strength with everybody that you would expect. Scotland are well suited to go kind of toe to toe with Australia for silliness. And I think they might just win it. So I think their pack is a little bit better. And Australia are missing a lot of good players. I think for that reason, Scotland are going to win also. And I think they might win by 10. I thought they'd vote by six. I think it'd be quite tight. I wouldn't bet against 10 either. No. So there you go. That's our predictions. Come and join us. Uh, Look up the Match Pint app on your whatever app store you use. Download it. Log in. Join our league. Get a chance to win yourselves some booze and a chance to see if you can topple Josh from seventh position. 
Indeed. Which is all towering, I want The towering heights of sevens. Right then, shall we do shit good? I think we'll just do it around, quick because yeah. we've been going on for fucking ages. Have you got yeah, any? Yeah, we have. Quick shits, quick shits. Bang, bang, go. Give them to me. Uh, Wales line out. Um, hey! <laughs> I'm only saying line out because piling on Ryan Elias feels mean again. But, like, genuinely, it's really fucking bad. Just pathetic. And pathetic. most of it was the same problem. Yeah. It was all pretty much overthrowing all yeah, the time. Yeah. No, at no point can you say, oh, that was just a communication issue. It's like, no, he just literally fucking oh. launched it over the head of a six foot ten man being lifted in the air. <laughs> what yes. the fuck? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Evan Quick gets in touch. He said, shit is the match day experience of the Principality Stadium. Although a lot of people are saying what a wonderful day they had, but Evan disagrees. He said, not to be one of those old types who say how it's not how it used to be, but it's not how it used to be. He says, the constant need to fill any space with piped music is ridiculous. For example, having Welcome to the Jungle play after the hacker. <laughs> Fucking buy that. <laughs> he said, also, don't get me started on the halftime entertainment, which was DJ Tony. Who? Because obviously everyone from South Wales is called Tony or Terry, aren't they? So, <laughs> that is the rules. <laughs> who could only mix Oggy, Oggy, Oggy with Smells Like Teen Spirit. You're making this up, Evan. You must I mean, be. This sounds awful. This genuinely sounds terrible. Uh, Stumpy Matt gets in touch. He says, shit, Alex Lewington's decision-making in the first half, but good Alex Lewington's decision-making for the match-winning try. Yes, that was a yes, lovely was run. A and Very, very it, lovely. He kind of went in, out, in, and then popped it. Yeah, yeah. To, it to was, Jackson, it was absolutely delightful. Speaking of Jackson, I'll tell you what, shit, his tweet where he said, it was a cracking win, and I can't wait next week to get back to the Stone X. Because that's what their ground's called now. Yeah, the Stone yeah, yeah. X Stadium. Sounds like some like horrendous tech conference at Stonehenge. I mean, it is, doesn't it? It is. There's some weird, like fucking shady financial company. I'm sure they're not a shady thing, but it's just, like I don't know what they are. Who knows what they do? We don't know what they do, but Josh is being very clear that it's shady, and that's all that needs yeah. to. That's all you need. To shady know. in the sense that they're in the shade. I'm not saying that there's any financial impropriety going on because they strike me as the sort of people that have lawyers, and I don't. Yes, wanna... indeed. Yeah, Simon Clark gets in touch. He said, "Shit is all the Bristol fans crowing that we're back on track because Rapey Jackson and his chums shat the bed. We are not back on track." He says, "We had a flattering scoreline and a few glimpses of quality against another middling team, and would have been obliterated against one of the league's better teams." Simon's taking all of this well this Bristol season, I think. I think so. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, Bristol seemed like they did all right. You know, London Irish beat fucking Exeter at home last week, and did so at some. You know, and did it with fucking ease. Let's be real. And, you know, scoring 40-odd points away from home should never be taken. Simon, you know. When Josh is looking on the brighter side than you, you need to have a long, hard word with yourself. So just think on. You do. Um, Gordon White gets in touch. He said, shit, is London Irish losing... Sorry, London Scottish losing 101 points to seven? (laughs) Bless them. (laughs) There's always next year. Jamie Phillips oh. is a wonderfully pithy and uh, correct tweet here. Shit is 99.9% of Lee Jarvis's Twitter output. I mean, yeah. And the I mean, 0.1% not... that's acceptable is just the full stops that he uses. That's that's the only thing that's acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Say gets in touch and says, shit is Saturday. Said, but good is mm. any other day of the week when my teams aren't playing. Fair enough. I know how that feels. Yeah. Browns lost on Sunday. Twats. Oh, yeah, they did. Fox lost as well. Absolutely shat the bed. 
Uh, well, however, the Bengals lost to the Jets, which is a, never stops being fucking Unbelievably hilarious. Unbelievably bad, that. <laughs> really bad. Bath Bites gets his own. He said, shit is the weapons-grade wrinkly nutsack and multiple award-winning journalist mixing up the Ioannis, calling, calling Bowden <laughs> Barrett overrated and randomly having a pop at Sonny Bill Williams. This is our your friend and mine, Mr. Stephen Jones, obviously. Yes. Who gave Bowden Barrett 6 out of 10 in his player ratings. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how bad Wales must have been if Bodie was only a six. <laughs> Charlie Brennan numbers. gets in touch. Says that shit is Bath Rugby having 10% of the Tigers points tally when my dad, my dad is a Tigers fan. Oh, Charlie. It's really not going bad. It's bad for you when you've gone. Can we get somebody who used to be involved with Saracens to try and sort this out? Because they've got they've they've brought Ed Griffiths in, haven't they? Oh, yeah, the they? Yeah. As a well, kind yeah, of consultation basis. Bringing a CEO basis. in to fix what's happening yeah. on the on the on the what pitch. The fuck is, yeah, what? We're the, not playing well. Like, this means bad, something new in the boardroom immediately. How clueless is Bruce Craig about what it actually takes to be good at rugby? That he's just going, well, we must need another suit involved here. <laughs> like there was talk they'd get dimes involved, which. Genuinely, the best thing fucking Bath Rugby could do is sack Stuart Hooper and put Steve Diamond in charge tomorrow because he might not he might not do it in a way that is palatable to Bruce Craig, but he would make Bath the fucking hard as nails team that are competing at the top end of the table by the time he was finished with it. Doesn't own a suit, I think that's what the whole that's what the problem was. <laughs> a really fucking good point. Actually, you got a yeah. suit say, No, I don't need a suit. Have you seen me at the races? <laughs> <laughs> I swear chinos you know what I mean um, finally Deeps says that shit and this is speaking of Diamond this is great he said shit is sale the, yeah. ma- the magical Alex Axe Sanderson was meant to bring in the nasty Saracens thing but he's just a bit crap I'm fucking dull with it he said media sycophants still currently very happy to lap up his chat about mentality and wolves <laughs> but I can see this going like gusted <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, Alex. Nobody's interested in your chat about mentality and wolves. Yeah. Fucking move on. <laughs> we don't want mind gyms, gyms for the minds. We don't want human flags. None <laughs> of that wanna, shit. We just want to win a fucking game. We play fucking rugby. We just want to play winning rugby. You've got 7,000 uh, Springboks in this team. What is your excuse? <laughs> what have we got that's good? Right. Leon Callan gets in touch. He says, good, as I didn't see any rugby this weekend. What's good about that? As I was Lucky busy boy. getting married. Oh, that's what's good about oh, that. Okay. I thought um, he was just Welsh a, and he was glad. I'm sat in a fancy hotel in Florence now with some oh. lovely Chianti. I'm sure that's your honeymoon. You didn't get married in Florence, did you? That'd be well flash. Ooh la la. Matt Merritt gets in touch. He says, good as England's women's performance against New Zealand. Yes, as we discussed earlier. In particular, the returns of Bottomman and Byrne from injury to provide set-piece stability alongside being deadly in the loose. And Holly Aitchison followed up her GB7's form with a superb debut. And Maud Muir, also earning her first cap, looks excellent as well. And anyone called Maud Muir, I've got a lot of time for. Absolutely. Genuinely, Sarah Byrne, fucking brilliant. Yeah. Francis Woodi is Francis. I'm going to call it Woodifield. I'm going to say, but it could be Woodyfield. So I, I do apologise. Maybe clarify in the messages. Uh, I'm absolutely the worst person to ask. So she said she following on from Matt's as good was Abby Ward for the Red Roses. In fact, the Red Roses in general are stonking. Yeah, 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 can't be argued with. Matthew Morgan's gets in touch. He says good is Worcester for saving my weekend. 
It's very hard work being a Wales, Worcester and Spurs fan. Okay, now. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, that was the other thing. Fucking Worcester won a game against Sale. What the fuck is going fucking on there? absolutely hat stand this premiership season, apart from Leicester just taking over the world again. Yeah. Um, Callum Forsyth gets in touch. As good as Jamie Ritchie's porno round the back pass. Oh, yes. What a time Yeah, that was that. lovely. Um, he said, also, Scotland's depth in key positions is such that even with a depleted squad, there's still a heated debate around players that have missed out. I don't think it's as heated as it, it might be heated on Twitter. I'm not sure it is in Gregor Townsend. <laughs> yeah, Greg, Gregor Townsend is sort of tepid at best. He's very calm about the whole thing, yes. Yeah. And finally, Phil Jones says that good is Leicester's fully operational Death Star laying waste to the braid rebels of Franklin's Gardens. He said, that was a good. fucking hoofing, by the way. Jesus. <laughs> That's a paddling, yeah. yeah. And we said also good is George Ford's updated Wikipedia page, which says he's the current owner of Franklin's Gardens, which I think is <laughs> that's a very nice touch. That is lovely. Have you got any good before we finish off? Really no, we've sort of covered it. Fine, then. we've covered it. Been fucking going on for ages, haven't we? Right then. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, as usual, it's been wonderful having you here. Thank you for everybody's joined us on the video. You can see us. We saw indeed. Josh's excellent T-shirt, and um, thank you all of you. Chippy till the last. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, all of you supporters, all of you who listen, all of you do all kinds of that stuff that we really appreciate and make us not be shouting into a void at each other every week. Yeah, but to be it's honest, nice it's still that. a wonderful thing. That that's it is. What never happen. gets old. So thank you very much, everybody. We'll speak to you all next week with a Indeed. lot more games to talk about. So we book out a few hours. I was going to say, we're going to have to be fucking brief next week. I'm not going to be able to talk about Eddie Jones being a terrible person for half an hour. Speak to you all soon. Bye, Josh. Bye. Bye. Everyone. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.